This is a Pele Media Podcast. Coming to you live from the Pele Media Studios in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, this is Undrafted with your hosts, Chris and Jamie. And good afternoon or good morning and welcome to the Undrafted Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Crane. Alongside me today, as usual, my co-host, my partner in crime, Chris McMahon. Hello, hello. How's everybody going? How are they going? How are they doing? (laughs) I always say, how are you going? Yeah. Uh, Also joining us today is the one and only uh, Scott Dice. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. If I got it wrong, I apologize. Scott is joining us. As always, our producer, Kyle, uh, is uh, somewhere in the Midwest or the West. uh, He's in a missile silo. Kyle might join us for uh, some wrestling in UFC. But uh, if you tuned in last week, you would have heard Chris and I talk and break down the SEC West. And what we're going to do today is basically break down the SEC East and talk a little bit about SEC Media Day. But um, with Scott joining us, wanted to give Scott a chance to uh, break down the SEC West from his perspective, uh, how he thinks teams are going to finish out the year, um, and what his, uh, what his thoughts are. So, Scott, uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead and take it away. All right, guys. Hey, uh, good afternoon and, or good morning, depending on when anyone listens. Uh, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I- I've got a pretty interesting take on the SEC as a whole, but – from the West perspective, I was looking at schedules, and I don't know if anyone has looked at uh, – this is a, a kind of something that surprised me. I saw the Texas A&M as seven uh, starters returning on defense, even though they lost uh, Miles Garrett but uh, to the draft. But if you look at their schedule, it sets up where they get to play uh, – they start with uh, Arkansas in Texas. It's in Arlington, Texas, yeah. but I consider that a home game still. And then they go South Carolina in College Station. They get Bama in College Station. Then they have to go on the road to Florida. Then, I mean, it's like, I mean, really, it's then they've got Mississippi State set up at home. They've got Auburn set up at home. Uh, the toughest games, with the exception, I mean, then LSU, of course, is at LSU. But their schedule is really set up for them to do well in the West. So I, I see them. Uh, a lot of people are, are talking Bama and Auburn and maybe LSU sneaking in there doing something. But I see A and M really. Now let me let me tell you what I think about uh, like schedule wise, and and you make a good point. But let me tell you what this schedule means for Kevin Sumlin. All right. Uh, Yes, they have the fact that they have seven people coming back on defense. Now they were not a good defense, but they do have a good defensive coordinator. I don't care what he's done the last two years; they were still better than they were before defensively. Okay, uh, despite what we saw against LSU and many other times during the year. But a lot of the reason they're so bad defensively is because Kevin Sumlin just never puts enough emphasis on defense. He's so concerned about the offensive side of the ball that a lot of times the defense doesn't have time to even rest. Yeah. But what that does with seven people coming back on defense and those home games that you mentioned, what that means is he has no excuses. Uh, or whether or yeah. not he has excuses, the the uh, administration and the fans will not give him a pass. Yeah. So 
I'm telling you, if the guy doesn't win eight, nine games, depending on, you know, I, I don't know. I guess if you lost a couple of close ones, that would be one thing. But uh, there's a good chance he's going to be looking for a job. And he won't have a hard time finding one, but after this year. Yeah, I think, but, too, you know, I think yeah. if you look at the offense and what they've got coming back, I mean, they've got uh, Trevon Williams, the running back, Christian Kirk, who I think is probably the top one or two, outside of maybe Calvin Ridley's, the number two receiver in the league. Uh, right. Jamon Osmond. Mm-hmm. And then they've got four guys on defense with Michael Clemens, Kingsley Kiki, Donovan Wilson, and Armani Watts. So, I mean, I, I think I agree with Scott. I mean, they could very, very quietly uh, – I mean, going into that Bama game, they could be undefeated, and they could end up with maybe two, one, well, I'm looking at the schedule, maybe two or three losses. Um, I don't see them beating LSU late in the year, but, you know, they, they've got, and they get Bama at home. They, um, they you know, they, they, might, they might be a little bit of a surprise team this year. They, 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 they can could. get a quarterback. But, they, yeah, they, gotta, they, they do have to find a quarterback. Now, that quarterback – that um, ended up finishing that LSU game. Uh, what, what I'm trying to pull it. What Hugh Hubenick or Hubenick. something? Yeah, Jake Hubenick. Hubenick. Yeah, he he played yeah. well in the end towards the end of that LSU game. Now I know they were down by a lot, and uh, but he was he was I don't know he was pretty impressive yeah. towards the end of that game. Now whether or not he can with you know there was a reason also he wasn't the starting quarterback last year. And whether or not he can keep that up throughout the season, we'll have to see. But that's one problem that Kevin Sumlin has not had is being able to have a decent quarterback despite yeah. whatever injuries they've had. They've been pretty decent there. And they've so, got uh, two stud freshmen coming in, in Kellen Mond and Nick Starkle uh, at quarterback. So, I mean, you've got a little bit of a competition there, but um, – yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it all rests on the quarterback. But Kevin Sumlin is a good quarterback's coach. I mean, you've seen what he's done with Trevor Knight, Johnny Menzel. And, um, what, what happens with A&M, they usually start well and then they just fold. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that that's going to be the question. And, and the schedule, again, you know, that's a tough game to start at at UCLA. But if they can find a way to win that at UCLA game, one, two, three, four, you know, think they'd beat Arkansas? You think they'd beat South Carolina? If they could find a way to win, beat that, win that UCLA game, they would be five and zero against Alabama. And I don't care if they played them on the moon; I'm not going to predict them to lose that to win that game. Yeah. And then following up that up with Florida, that's really tough. But you know, it's it's it all depends on how they handle their losses, what type of mentality they have, and what the injury situation is. Here's in. You know, we're talking. Uh, y'all wanted my predictions, and I and I'm going to predict absolute <laughs> chaos. I'm going to tell you right now that I I believe there's going to be a four way tie, record wise, a four way tie in the SEC West between Bama, Auburn, nah, LSU, and whatever. And it's going to be chaos. That's my prediction right now. I'm telling Nobody you. Nobody drinks the purple uh, and think, gold Kool-Aid more than you, Scott. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it's it's not purple and gold because yeah, I You're right. It's purple and canary it's yellow. Gonna... <laughs> well, I think – I think <laughs> – I think – I but I think then, though, that tie, uh, what's going to come down to is – because it always comes well, down no, to – Well, no, at that point in time, it would probably be the – yeah, the rankings. It... 
Because you probably wouldn't have head-to-head tiebreakers so, four teams. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Bama. It'll be Bama that gets in from the West, as always. You know, we might, and I think I think it, we uh, talk with Jamie. What we'll probably do later on, right before the beginning of the year, we'll have an actual uh, numerical record prediction. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is kind of our preview of the preview. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, like I mean, that. we'll I like see. That. But like, hey, look, but A and M. I mean, have you looked? I, you know, defensively, they've got to be better. Um, yeah, I just, I just yeah. think it's, you know, it's men, mentally. What's they're that? Gonna they're gonna score points. You know, they're going to. They're gonna score points. Um, and I just think, like you said, their defense it is going to be better. Um, will it be good enough to get them kind of over that hump? And like, and then also, as you said, someone will have no excuses, and they won't put up with. With a, a you know with a bad season, especially with that schedule. Okay, so which teams did you have tied? Uh, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, and who? I, I, in this order, Alabama, so Auburn, basically LSU, all those tied. All right, well, let's go to one of those other teams. Let's talk about. Let's go ahead and talk about LSU. And what do you think is going to happen this year with them? Uh, okay. Well, obviously, well, you think they're going to tie for the West, so that's about, a positive thing. So I would assume you think five and three yeah, or six and two, something game. like that. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm going more six and two across the board there. And my, my thought process on them is that because Coach O lets his coordinators do their job, that I think Matt Canada is gonna. We're gonna see some good things offensively, and the defense is still gonna be solid. You know, Coach O's. Uh, that's you know that's his bread and butter uh, with. Defense, but he's going to let the coordinators do their job, and there's going to be there's going to be nothing. You're not going to sit here and say, "Oh, well, Danny Etling's looking like a Heisman Trophy candidate," but he's going to do enough to get the job done. For them. He's going to do enough to really get the job done, and and I and I could see them with only two losses, and those only two losses will be in the SEC. I mean, it, it's uh, and I think one of them is going to be it's going to be a game that they shouldn't lose. Uh, I mean. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. Everyone wants to say, "Oh, we're gonna beat Bama this year." They're yeah. gonna lose to Bama. Oh, Jamie they're thinks they're gonna beat Bama. I mean, they're going to. They're, they're, they're going. They're in. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But I, but I'm realistic. They're gonna lose to Bama, and, um, and that other loss. I don't know where it's gonna come. It's gonna, it's gonna come in a game that they shouldn't lose, like some close game. I mean, it'll be something that we're all ticked game. about. But I think they're. Gonna, well, you know what? I, I think that – I really think they're going to win at Florida. I think they are after last year. I think that that, that game is marked on the calendar right now. Oh, yeah, they're Wickens pissed. That's going to be a high-energy game. That is – that game, uh, I as an LSU alumni, I, <laughs> I'd rather LSU beat Florida than Bama right now just because of the yeah. way that stuff went down last year. I mean, it just – I did not like the way everything went down. Uh, then there were some – you know, photos of of players uh, holding a cat skeleton after Mike died. I mean, it was it was kind of, I mean, and they tried to claim and pl- claim it wasn't a joke about Mike, uh, the tiger, uh, you know, being sick with cancer and then dying. I mean, but I, I don't buy it for one second. I mean, I, I think if anything, that the entire team should take that personally. That's I mean, well, and, and that's uh, the thing. The reason why they lost the game last year is because they were. <laughs> Uh, too lackadaisical. They treated it like uh, yeah. almost like it was a, 
I don't say treat it like it was a game. It is a game. But, you know, they, they treated it uh, – they didn't take it serious the right way last year. I think uh, for as well-prepared as they were for all of the other games, even the Alabama game, they were at least – they were least prepared um, – for that Florida game and Ogeron showed his weakness in that Florida game to where yep. he he played into that negative emotion that the players and the fans had. He played into it. Uh, Leonard Fournette was uh, was uh, doubtful before that game, and then Fournette yeah. saw the way the Florida and LSU players were interacting before the game. He said, "Let me go get dressed." Well, that's yeah. That, he was not being a very good leader in that Florida game. He didn't do that well. And all the other games he really did. So that's going to be a big test for Ogeron because that was old Ed Ogeron for that Florida game. Yeah, it was. I, so, I you know, it, it should be that. interesting. We, we, we talked a little bit more about LSU to me. It's the offensive line. We'll talk more about maybe the, the all-SEC teams after we're done. But – comical is K.J. Malone, a third string uh, All-SEC. I guess it's just because of his last name. That guy, let me tell you this, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure maybe friends of his will hear me say it. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a better offensive tackle than me, but hey, that's not a comparison that we want to be making when we're talking about SEC tackles. Oh, well, you know, hey, you know, he's got to have well, a great He's got footwork. better footwork than he's I do. Got to. I love when people say that. Well, well, why don't you well, go out you know, there and do it? I said, well, that one we're comparing Carl, ourselves to, we're in trouble. Carl Malone's son. <laughs> it's Carl Malone's son. He has to have yeah, great yeah. footwork, right? I could have, I could have, I could have yeah, put I mean, a credit card under Carl Malone's feet when he stood vertical and tried to jump up, up in the air. So he had the <laughs> vertical jump of Larry Bird, but he was a great player. He <laughs> was a great player, but I'll agree on the vertical. But, yeah, I didn't um, have much of a vertical. Yeah, it should be should um, be interesting to see what LSU does. There's a lot of question marks. A lot of these teams have question marks. Uh, the other team, Scott, you mentioned that you think would tie with A&M, Alabama, and LSU. Uh, well, we, we'll get to Alabama a little bit. But Auburn, a team that so many times Auburn. that they were predicted to do very well, they fall on their face. Um, what do you think about Auburn? Well, I, I, I feel like that they, they're, you know, they're kind of coming into their own here um, in terms of, in terms of uh, I mean, just what I saw from them last season. Um, it's, it's not so much that, that, uh, <laughs> that I, I think what, what their big thing is going to be is where they're going to really uh, surprise a lot of people is I, I think they're going to hand Bama one of their losses. At that, that really? last okay. time, I really do, um, and and I think that'll be one of Bama's losses. Um, it's of course that game is seems to always be. I mean, it's like a wild card. I mean, you don't know one of those teams. Uh, I mean, it's always Bama's been you know the dominant team in the SEC, and then Auburn just steps in and and throws you know throws them for a loop. And and I could I could see that happening this year, um, and. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not that I know a whole lot about their team. It's more about just the, the hype that they're getting, like you said, which the media seems to like to give them hype, and then they fold. So I could be completely wrong, but I feel like this year they're, they're well, right. Well, I'll tell right you who deserved maybe a coordinator of the year um, award last year yeah. is Kevin Steele, who came over from LSU, but he's a yeah. he's been an Auburn guy for many years. But 
Um, it was so interesting. The reason, one of the reasons he left LSU is there's something with his wife and there's something with him having tenure at Auburn or something. I don't remember what it was. But he goes back to Auburn, yeah. a team that was atrocious defensively the year before and has one of his best coaching years ever at Auburn last year. Like the reason why LSU lost to Auburn last year, in, in addition to the the six field goals they gave up, but Kevin Steele's defense yeah. uh, was much better than anybody yeah. expected. Now, whether or not they'll be able to do that again this year, we don't know, but it's usually a team that has a good amount of talent. And, Jamie, what you saying, the, the Baylor quarterback – came over right yeah Jarrett yeah I wonder it's going to be interesting to see what he does with a balls on offense but you know he's used to running that fast break offense at Baylor yeah so well they're running that power spread still I mean it's 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 geared towards him Um, and I don't claim to know a lot about football but if you watch that offense the way that uh, Baylor ran it, and then you think about that power spread that that uh, Auburn runs, it's it's perfect for him. It really is. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think there's going to be does. a lot of hype on them, and they also have um, Cameron Petaway, the uh, tailback, who's uh, had a pretty good season last year. And you know Malzahn, even though it's a spread attack, uh, he's more of a run-oriented guy. So uh, I, I'm interested to see how how it works out with Stidham given that he's coming from a predominantly passing offense with Baylor into a little bit more of a run oriented with uh, Malzahn but they also have a new offensive coordinator um, uh, Chip Lindsay is going to be calling the play well I say calling the plays uh, Malzahn's probably going to have a tight leash on him but uh, it's going to be interesting to see that adjustment with that offense uh, given a new play caller uh, and a new quarterback uh, coming into that system. Well, Stidham definitely is a guy that's going to throw the ball downfield more, and that's what Lindsey uh, – what, did he come from Arizona State? I believe so. Arizona, Arizona. Um, but they threw the ball further downfield. So I think, if anything, he's going to help with the downfield passing game. It's just whether or not they actually attempt to do that. Because I'm telling you, if they do it and they fail – uh, Malzahn's not going to keep doing it. He's a smart enough guy. He's not like Les Miles that's going to keep doing the same thing, getting the same result. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing Auburn's going to do uh, that I'm going to say right here is it's early in the season, but they play right. at oh, yeah, Clemson. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Clemson uh, with a new September quarterback. 9th. Yep. You Auburn's did. taking okay. that game, and it's going to be yeah, going to be a big, big – I think it's going to be a big win – uh, for obviously for That's Auburn, a bold prediction really for the right SEC there. as a whole. Yeah, I think they're going to take that game at Clemson. Uh, it's that. Well, I tell you that, what, they do uh, that. You looking at yeah, six and zero going LSU. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's dangerous, isn't it? I mean, that's that's going to be. So then, what it does is it makes that LSU Auburn game. It, it really, I mean, the hype on that. I mean, it's always a big game. Well, really, every SEC game is a big game, but. But uh, now I realize you know, that's the game you said you wanted big... to try to get your tickets. Now I realize that's what, why that you one? wanted to come the... to that game. That's the game you wanted yeah. to get tickets. Get that now. Yeah. You got that now. I was like, yeah, yeah let's play it on that Auburn game, Chris. <laughs> you get it? It's huge. It's gonna be man. I mean, that's gonna be a fun one. Really fun. It's always fun, but that one's gonna be wild. I really think so. Uh, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Man, you, you 
you put that Auburn team in there six and zero. Oh, I mean, you can well, that's a game day and everything right there for that. So yeah, let's go oh, to yeah. uh, the yeah. team that I had predicted to win the West, like many and most people do. Uh, Alabama. What you what you think? Be taking a look at them. Yeah, I, you know, I try not to look at them too much, <laughs> if I can help it. But, uh, I mean, it's I, I watch the media days, and I watch – and there's another thing that I do. I occasionally catch uh, Paul Feinbaum's show. Paul Feinbaum. And, and that guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to not like him, but 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 the, when I watch him and, and, uh, and – the realism that he portrays in a lot of stuff. I know he's seen, you know, he's biased about certain stuff, I think. And everybody is, and you know, right. depending yeah. on the universities that they, they like where they've spent time. But I, I feel like he gives a really realistic perspective. And, and I mean, it, yeah, Bama just continues to just, just dominate. And this season though, they are not getting out of the sec yeah. without two. Well, I think this I is going to be their best offensive team. Unless, Unless Jalen, really? I, I don't know why I have a feeling that there's a chance, and I really have nothing to pinpoint, and this would be the only way that they could step back, but it, unless Jalen hurts, unless he just, sometimes I just think that he might just fall flat on his face. I don't know why. He was so good last year as a freshman. It's almost like, how did, I almost yeah. don't know how he was that good. Have a softball. But, uh, how do y'all feel about sophomore slump? Yeah, they opened with Florida. They opened with Florida State. How oh, do y'all man. feel about that? I, game? I, I would game of the year. surprised if they lost and then ended up in the playoff at the end of the year. I think honestly, the team, the team that loses that game has a better chance of making the playoff than the team that wins the game because there's a greater likelihood that other team loses later on in the year. Yeah. Well, what what's going to hurt them is is you know I, I think they'll get through Florida State, but that game that like I said that game versus Auburn is at Auburn. Um, uh, I just and that that's rough. I mean that's gonna that's gonna decide a lot. It's gonna decide a lot of team. I think there's gonna be a lot on the line in that game. I mean it could affect LSU to the point where we could be sitting here saying, man, I. One way or the other, I hope one of those teams wins because it could give LSU a shot at uh-huh. making the SEC well, championship. Unfortunately, I, mean, that's, that's, I have them that's going twelve and zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? I just, wow. I think this is going to be one of their best teams in a long time. Um, wow. Yeah. I just I just don't see any way around it. I think they're hungry because they lost to Clemson, and I think they're going to just kill people this year. Honestly, even more than they usually do, and. Um, We'll see who they play in the playoff. I hope I'm wrong, but that's just what I think. I hope yeah. you're wrong, too. All right. Let's look <laughs> but, at uh, the but, other, real quickly, yeah, the but, other three teams. Because um, I know it's. I want to take a little time on Ole Miss, which is the last team we're going to talk about because they've got some other stuff going on. But Arkansas, uh, Brett Bielema really has his uh, – he's in the fire this year. What you think about him? we got Austin, yeah. Austin Allen coming back, leading quarterback in the SEC. I, I like. I yeah, like Brett his Bieler, wife. I think they they just gave birth to a uh, a child. Brett <laughs> Bielema, Brett Bielema, definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have them. I have them finishing fifth. I've got Mississippi State six and Ole Miss seven. 
Shea Patterson. Go to Arkansas I mean, first. I don't know why they have Let's any hype. Finish, finish Arkansas first. Okay, go to I, I wanted. I got some stuff on them. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't okay, do well, a lot I, of research look, on that. Basically, them. you know Bielema. He's he's a run first guy. He had a quarterback that threw for over three thousand yards last year. You remember how they were defensively against uh, LSU? It was pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. They've they've got their work cut out for them. Jamie and I talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, do you think fifth is probably pretty, pretty realistic? And the... then you got Mississippi State, okay. who no one has ever no one ever predicts Mississippi State to do well, even when they do well. And I still think that Dan Mullen yeah. is one of the best coaches in the SEC. But the problem is he had his chance to leave two years ago yeah. after. They yeah. were so good, and he didn't. And now he might be stuck at Mississippi State for life. I think Mississippi State could surprise people. I think Nick and I agree with Jamie on that quarterback. Um, you know, and I think and they have a tendency to win a game that you don't think they're going to win. And I mean, I I, I don't I think, think they're going to beat LSU, LSU like, but I think there's a strong likelihood LSU goes into that game and. Mississippi State really gives them a run for their money. I agree with you, and I hadn't thought about it before. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just saying they did it last year. It was a close game. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, and I hate, I hate saying it, but the more and more I didn't even think about that, but the more and more I look at it, um, you know, Etling going on the road at night. Yeah. Uh. I just I'm not sold on the guy when he receives pressure, and let me tell you what, they're not going to be able to block Mississippi State passing uh, pass rush on the yeah. road at night because they don't have a left tackle. End of story. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Wow. And I'll shut up and I'll come on here and tell uh, everybody uh, that I was wrong. But I agree, they're gonna they're gonna lose that game, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Oh man, that that that's that's one of the games I. I think you got it right there, and, and I'm going to agree with y'all. That's a game that LSU fans and alumni, everybody's going to be really angry about. Well, of course, they'll be they angry shouldn't about lose, it, yeah. but, but they, but that's that one that I'm talking but, you know, about. You look that, at state. Like, state oh, starts man. off with Charleston Southern at Louisiana Tech. They're going to be two and zero coming for a home night game against LSU uh, before oh. having to go at Georgia, at Auburn, BYU. Kentucky at A and M, so that place is going to be crazy. I've been to Starkville at night. As crazy as it sounds, it's very loud. I, w- I went there to the Thursday night game, uh, two thousand seven, and uh, it's a for a stadium that's you know only about sixty thousand. They've got the two upper decks. It's it's a loud stadium. It's a good atmosphere, and uh, I'm telling you, they're in trouble. In yeah. trouble that game, man. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's an here's the the problem I see with that is LSU drops that game at state that early. I mean they're they're in trouble. I mean it's it, you, it could you be. start looking and, and <laughs> things could get either things could be really things could be really good or things could turn real Absolutely. ugly. Depending and that's on the same thing. And that's the same thing for state. Depending on that game, they win that game, they've yeah. got some momentum. They lose, it could spiral out for yeah. them. But, uh, yeah, the quarterback for Mississippi State, what's his name? Why can't I remember his name? Nick Fitzgerald. Nick, Nick Fitzgerald. He's incredible. And he played well against yeah. uh, LSU in the second half in that third and fourth quarter when they made that comeback out of the blue. 
So uh, watch out for them. Now, let's finish up with the Ole Miss Rebels, which pathetic Ole Miss yeah. Rebels. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze. Let me tell you what. What a, what a hypocrite. Man, last year he was saying how – he was – calling out people saying how can you accuse me of this and now boy he was like a like a, a little boy with his tail between his legs going back home about to be punished by his parents listen to that guy talk i mean they're gonna get hammered and i hope they do anybody like that that brags that they didn't do something when they knew all along they had done something so i hope he loses every game but shea patterson's a pretty good quarterback that they might. could have come here Les Miles screwed that one up because we put all they put all their eggs in a basket on um on uh Felipe Franks. Yeah. So. Yeah, and yeah, Shea Patterson. Um, it's unfortunate that he plays for Ole Miss because I, I, I love him at LSU. Gonna, I mean, they're yeah. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. But I just they don't have the talent there. Uh, hope the kid doesn't get hurt because. Uh, because they're, you know, because of their their uh, offensive line is so poor. I mean, just, yeah, they're just they're awful. I mean, it, this this Ole Miss team will. I think they'll they'll probably get two SEC wins. Uh, that's, probably that's, generous. I think that's it. Two. But, All yeah, right, it Jamie, might be. You want to um, um, you want to go ahead and talk about the East now, or you want to what you want to do? Yeah, we can go ahead and uh, get into the East. Um, well. So in SEC Media Days, uh, I'm sure as you guys uh, saw, the predictions were for Georgia to win the East uh, with Florida, who has won it the last two years, finishing second. So um, I guess we'll start with Georgia. You know, um, I'm, I look at Georgia, and I, I, I think this is a team that is having the Alabama blueprint is being constructed there by Kirby Smart. Uh, similarly, that uh, Jim McElwain is doing the same thing at Florida. And in all accounts, you look at Georgia, and last year they had uh, a three-point loss to Tennessee, a one-point loss to Vanderbilt, and a one-point loss to Georgia Tech. So this is a team that we could be talking about coming off a year where they really only had – two losses instead of five. Um, but, you know, I think Jacob Eason is a good quarterback. He had his freshman stumble, uh, but I expect him to get better in year two. They've got the two best running backs in the country, in my opinion, in Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Um, they've got a really talented tight end, and Isaac Nauta. And then they've got uh, five really good defensive players coming back and Trenton Thompson, Raquan Smith, Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy, and Dominic Sanders. So five starters returning on offense, 11 starters on defense. Uh, looking at the schedule, they open with Appalachian State. Then they go to Notre Dame, which is an interesting game right there early in the year. I expect them to win that game. Notre Dame is atrocious, um, and I expect them to fire Brian Kelly at the end of the year. Uh, then they get Samford, Mississippi State. They have back-to-back road games against Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Uh, they get Missouri at home. Then they play Florida, South Carolina, at Auburn, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. This is a team that I think very likely could be 10-2 and 2 
ending the year, and I predict they will win the East, uh, even though I am a Gator fan, yeah. and I've enjoyed seeing Florida win it the last two years. Florida just does not have a quarterback. And in reality, Georgia does. And they also have Jake Fromm, who's one of the top freshman quarterbacks in the country, who's also going to be there. So, you know, my prediction, I think Georgia will win the East. Uh, I think they'll finish 10-2. and two. And I, uh, I don't think they'll beat whoever comes out of the West. But, uh, you know, I think Kirby Smart's going to do good things at Georgia. What are y'all's thoughts? Well, Chubb and Michelle have been hurt the last three years, and this yeah. will be the first year that they're both healthy. They were 102nd in scoring offense last year. And that that's incredible, but it's what you would think from, you know, you have a defensive coach coming there and Kirby Smart. They were t- inefficient passing. They'd have some really good plays, some really bad plays. I know that Eason had that incredible throw against Tennessee, and then Tennessee came back and won on the Hail Mary. Yeah. Um, they lost their top wide receiver, but the next five return, including the tight end. Um, I didn't even realize about the guy, Jake Fromm, who's been was pushing Eason um, yeah. in the yeah. spring. Yeah. And uh, then the offensive line, you know, they were average at best last year. They got to replace three starters. Um, it was bad in the games they lost. But the defense, 16th in the nation, 14 out of the 15 top tacklers return. Um, you got some stars and Ledbetter and Trent Thompson, big, and big defensive tackle Trent Thompson, and, the, and then the end is uh, Ledbetter. And then you got a bunch of uh, linebackers returning and that didn't get a great pass rush last year. But the question is, um, can they get an outside pass rush from Lauren, uh, what was it, Lorenzo Carter and David Bellamy? That's the question. Uh, defensive backs, uh, Dominic Sanders at safety, and they got a good recruiting class. Uh, but the key for the defense, get more pressure. And the key for the offense, be consistent passing, which I think they will with Eason. He's a big-time guy. He's he's in the mold of a uh, – of a, I see, right now I'm just blanking out on everybody. The court, yeah. yeah, I can't remember anybody's – I couldn't even remember Butch Jones' name a while ago. Uh but yeah, he's in the he's in the middle of Stafford. He's got that big arm, and uh, I looked at four games at Notre Dame, at Tennessee, Florida, and at Auburn. I figured they'll you know they'll beat Notre Dame, and they even if they lose two of those three, uh, they probably win. So I think ten and two, six and two in the league, and uh, they'll be going to the they'll be going to the SEC championship game. And but like Jamie said, I don't think that they'll beat. Um, the West uh, champ. I mean, look, look, look at Florida the last two years. I mean, McIlwain's done a great job coaching, but basically they've won by default. It's not yeah. like the East has been that good. Yeah. So, Scott, did you watch Georgia at all last year? Yeah, and and this is though something that I noticed, and, and I, I and this I don't normally do this, but I happen to have it, you know, on the SEC Network and watch some of their spring game. It's kind of weird. Georgia, I do have Georgia uh, finishing first in the East. And Jake Fromm, uh, that freshman, threw for 277 yards in, in that spring game. And that's that freshman that's backing up Eason, who threw for 311 yards. Maybe they need some defensive spring. backs. So they're passing. Jeez. I mean, yeah. So either their defense is bad or their offense is outstanding because – to do that in spring games, that's saying something. I mean, that's and especially a freshman to go in there and do that. Uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, they're going to take these. Uh, well, they're really. I don't. 
think they're going to have. There's always a lot of hype. It seems like around Georgia. You're right about that. Now there's a lot of years uh, they've been hyped to win, and they yeah. did. Yeah, where man, where they're going to be a title contender even. And I, I think they'll take the East. Uh, Kirby Smart's a great coach. Uh, he'll things. Will, of course, well, Mark Rick was a let, great let coach. Let me let I me mean, stop you there. You know, I, I think he, yeah. he might be a good great coach, but I, I still I still need to see more. But there's an interesting thing that Jamie said yeah. about uh, Kirby Smart and Jim McElwain, uh, their approach that they're taking, you know, and and how they're building okay. this defensively. Jamie, you said that you know it's it's yeah, it's, you can see it. Well, they're putting the blueprint. I mean, they learned it from Saban, and they're putting it together. Uh, with you know building a defense um, but mostly you know I, I, I expect Georgia to probably in the long term be better than McElwain at Florida uh, only because you're getting a defensive guy and smart instead of an offensive guy with McElwain where uh, Florida defensively uh, was pretty good the last years but have been atrocious offensively and then Georgia really wasn't that good uh, on really either side of the ball, but they weren't necessarily terrible. But, I, you know, I think and I'd go off what Scott was saying, you know, Georgia is in a good position at quarterback because even if Eason fails, they've got Fromm right behind him. So it's kind of like it, it really doesn't matter. They've got a much better edge going into the year at that position. They've got Florida beat at the running back position. And then defensively, they've got more players coming back than Florida so you know, I just uh, I I don't um, I just don't see Georgia. I would be really disappointed if they have a bad year. Uh, I I just think that uh, they've got everything set up for them to have a good season, and they've got the talent there to have a good season. No, I agree. It's just now they just got to go out and play the game. All right, uh, next uh, Jamie's favorite team, the Florida Gators. Uh huh. Yes. Talk a little bit about them, Jamie. Yeah, Florida. Uh, well, um, they've been disappointing, I guess, even though they've won the East. Uh, but the East has been pretty terrible the last couple of years. So for Florida, they have uh, nine uh, starters returning on offense. The big question mark is going to be what can they do at quarterback? Uh, but they've got Jordan Scarlett, Antonio Callaway, Drew Massey. Uh, defensively, they only have four guys coming back. Uh, the big name, though, would be C.C. Jefferson, uh, who I believe is a sophomore, a highly touted recruit. You know, looking back at the season last year, they um, had that loss to Tennessee early in the year, which was a game they shouldn't have lost. Uh, and yeah, then, that was crazy. Yeah, and, and finished 9-3, and three, excuse me, 8-3. and three. Uh, And, of course, the very controversial game with LSU. Uh, and then losing to Florida State again. Uh, so, you know, I – and then losing to Bama, of course, in the championship game. Looking at the schedule, though, they start the year uh, at Arlington, Texas, against Michigan. That's a big game, and that's, that's a real a test. a huge game. The final score of that game might be 8-6. to six. Yeah, I mean, I I don't expect yeah. them to win that game. But, um, you know, I think They're there's not. a strong likelihood that, for me, I think they're going to finish – Probably eight and four, five and three in the SEC. Uh, I, I would expect them to lose to um, probably Georgia. You think they'll beat LSU though, right? I, I think they will. I think it'll be too. very close. And yeah, um, and hey, you know that's Etling. Hey, 
Etling going into that that stadium, and they're going to be fired up too because they have the exact opposite opinion that the LSU people yeah. do. So, but I'm going to tell you who I think they're going to lose to. I think they lose to Kentucky this year. And when we get to Kentucky, I'm going to talk a little bit about them and South Carolina being two dark horse teams. Okay. I think they dropped that game at Kentucky. Kentucky's got a really good team, and uh, they played them close the last time they were in Kentucky. And I think they'll lose to South Carolina and Florida State. So I think eight and four, um, five and three in the conference, or I guess yeah, five and three, maybe six and two. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I I think they gotta find a quarterback, and I know they've got Felipe Franks, who of course was going to come to LSU, and then. Um, probably did the wise thing and backed off right, when right. the you know the situation with Les Miles, um, and they've got Luke Del Rio who was the starter last now, year. He was pretty good before he got hurt. He was yes, he was very good, and uh, and then they have Kyle Trask, a highly touted freshman who's there. So and then Malik Zaire transferring from Notre Dame. Yes, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. Malik Zaire is there. Too. That's going to be really interesting. He's a guy that helped. Notre Dame beat LSU in a game that they shouldn't have lost yeah. a few years ago in the Music City Bowl. Uh, Malik Zaire was a freshman and came in and really uh, moved the ball well. Of course, he's much maligned at Notre Dame because of the inability to throw the ball. But uh, that's a guy right there that could come in and give you some uh, Tebow-like packages, in my opinion. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see – what they do this year. Uh, I know there's a lot of pressure on Jim McElwain uh, from the Florida fans, which I don't understand why. He's taken them to two SEC championship games back-to-back years. But, um, you know, I I think it's going to be an interesting year to see how they finish. Scott, what are your thoughts on Florida? All right, here's my thoughts. Y'all have them finishing number two. I have them finishing Three in the SEC East. I think Tennessee really? is going to finish second. I I think Florida is going to finish third. I, I just I looked at their schedule. Um, I think I think they're going to lose that game to Michigan, and I know that's not an SEC game, but I think from a the perspective of uh, just what that's, that's going to do them point. mentally, yeah. that 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 what's going to happen is then they're going to they're going to go into that LSU game. Uh, I'm looking at it. They're going to be four and one going to that LSU game. They're going to lose to LSU. I disagree with y'all. They're going to lose to LSU. Be four and two. They're you know get their first uh, get their first uh, SEC loss, and then and then it's dangerous from there because it starts going to start mm-hmm. mentally playing with them right there. And I think they're going to finish third in the SEC East, and Tennessee's uh, going to going to finish second. So um, that's Let my thoughts on it. I mean. Go ahead. I, I could be wrong, <laughs> but uh, I, I just I think that, that that's the way um, it's going to go. Doug Nussmeyer is their offensive coordinator, and he was offensive coordinator for Alabama in 2011. Uh, he's a guy that yeah. uh, he's willing to make adjustments. If you look at what he did with Alabama against LSU in that November game compared to what he did against LSU yeah. in the national championship game, came out throwing the ball um he was also uh just a couple years ago uh, i think he was was he wasn't he the offense coordinator when uh, uh he was at michigan was, at was he was sims uh, was sims was he the offense co- coordinator when blake sims he might have been he might have uh, been sure. they did a great job but uh he, he was, was after good. McElwain. right um 
he did a good job at Alabama, and he's willing to make adjustments. And they do have numbers at quarterback. Felipe Franks is a highly recruited guy. Zaire, Luke Del Rio being a healthy. But the problem with Florida last year was their offensive line. Um, they just was a mash unit. Uh, you have some talented guys, but you don't have as much depth as you should. And it's just a big question. Uh, they were inconsistent running the ball. They've got above average running backs, but not great ones. They ran the ball well against LSU, um, which is crazy. But like Scarlett and uh, let's see, uh, Michael Perrin and Mark Thompson, those are all good running backs. Antonio Callaway is a big time receiver. Um, and then they've got a guy by the name of Dre Massey returning at wide receiver from a knee injury. Yeah. But last year, 116th in total offense. I mean, that's that's not going to cut it. Because let me tell you this, they lose a lot on defense. Now, they have Randy Shannon, the former Miami coach, coach coming to coach defense, and he's really good. But um, they lose a lot of guys on defense. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure there's a, they've got talented backups, but it's almost like they can't be as good defensively as they were last year. But then again, yeah. they can't be as questionable offensively as they were last yeah. year. So uh, I am yeah. picking them to win the uh, the East, but probably like literally with a nine and three record, and probably well, actually probably an eight and four record and and five and three record in the conference. Hmm. So if I had to guess, so oh, and, and then another thing I want Wait, to mention: you, Eddie Panero, their kicker, is one yeah. of the best in the country. Twenty one out of twenty five field goals last year. He's a deadly weapon for him. Yeah. So, um, Tennessee, okay. you want to go to them? I know Florida uh, or Scott's got Tennessee at two. Jamie and I have them at three, right? Uh, I have Kentucky at three. I actually Kentucky have Tennessee at six. Okay, let's. Well, all right, let's talk. Let's let's talk about Kentucky. Uh, go yeah. ahead and give me your rundown on them. Well, I you know I look at Kentucky a little bit, and um, I, I like Mark Stoops a lot. He brings a little bit more of a spread attack, uh, which uh, passing, which you don't see a lot from the SEC, but uh, looking at this team, last year they were 7-6, and six, uh, opened up with a loss to Southern Miss, which was really a head-scratcher. Today's episode of the Undrafted Podcast is brought to you by the Pele Media Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash Media and sign up for our exclusive weekend edition. We talk about a wide variety of pop culture topics, and it just might be something you're into. So check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media and patreon.com slash Media. Okay, so more technical difficulties, but now I think... We're going to, by the way, edit out those technical difficulties, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so Kentucky. Uh, I'm expecting Kentucky to finish probably third, maybe second in the East. Um, I, I expect them to beat Florida this year and probably have a pretty decent year. They've got a really talented quarterback in Steven Johnson, uh, but they've, they've got eight starters on, def- on offense and eight starters on defense, and the kicker and the punter are both coming back. Uh, And they're playing in a pretty uh, skilled spread attack under Mark Stoops. But this is a team that um, I I definitely think they could surprise people this year. Um, They've got a lot of seniors, which is pretty good, um, given, you know, senior leadership. Um, and, And their rushing offense last year, Surprisingly, was uh, 
I believe maybe second or third in the SEC, but 20th overall, 234 yards per game. Um, they've got a lot of talent there, and uh, they've played some people close the last couple of years. I think they will probably end up beating Florida this year, and uh, I expect them to finish eight and four, maybe five and three in the conference. Uh, but I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on Kentucky? Yeah, it's a team that it's just so hard to it's just hard in my brain to to wrap around predicting them to do well. It's almost like they have to do well when they're not predicted to do well, which is yeah. most of the time. So, but you know, I'm I just pulled up their results from last year. You know, they lost that tough game to Southern Miss, who was not a bad team, and they blew a huge lead in that game. Mm-hmm. Now they got pistol whipped against Florida last year. Yeah. But uh, the game is not at Florida, and it is at home, and they usually do play them close there. Um, and, you know, they, they got that, – that Alabama game, they actually hung around. They were, It was a one-score game at halftime of that game yeah. last year. But then they run, ran off a, a stretch. They won – they beat uh, Vandy, Mississippi State, Missouri. Lost a heartbreaker to Georgia – um, that Tennessee game was a two-score game, but they were right in that. Uh, beat Austin P and then beat Louisville. Now, Louisville was coming off a, a tough loss, but, I mean, I that's impressive. Too. And that's their big rivalry. So, um, the fact that they were even on the field in that game and competing, much less winning, shows that they have some talent, and most all of those people are coming back. Um, and, you know, just looking at different uh, preview magazines and websites – one of the questions is, can, L- can Kentucky really win the SEC East? And they can. I don't think they will. But um, mm-hmm. there is a good chance um, that at least come November they will be in the running. So um, should be interesting. You know, they uh, Johnson, the quarterback, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, he's, they've got to be able to get the ball downfield. And the defense was not that good. But, yeah. but Stoops is a good coach. Yeah, he is. Yep. And um, it should be uh, should be interesting to see what they do. But, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, they gave up too many third downs last year. They gave up over 200 yards rushing nine times. Um, you know, and they didn't turn – they didn't – their turnover differential was bad. But we'll see. Um, let's see. Looking at their schedule this year, I'll pull that up real quick. Um <clears throat> start at Southern Miss and that's a game they can't lose you know they can't uh, I know it's not an SEC game but you got to win that game you're the SEC team you know you lose that you set yourself up for you know bad things to happen but you win that game then you got Eastern Kentucky at home and then you go to South Carolina what used to be a very difficult place to play and I I still think Carolina is a little bit of a train wreck you can win that game and, and you need to win that game if you're 3-0 and coming back home for Florida, then, Jamie, I think you're correct. There's a good chance that they could get that victory. Then you'd play Eastern Michigan at home and Missouri at home. Yeah. So you could – I mean, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that you would be 6-0 and going to Mississippi State and then playing Tennessee and Ole Miss at home and that at Vanderbilt, so ten and zero going to Georgia. <laughs> you know, uh, no, I mean, it's stranger things have happened, and yeah, it's the great thing about looking at 
at football preseason is that there is a way, a way for everybody to be 10 and 0. Yeah. And eventually 12 and 0 cuz everybody's schedule you can figure it out. So right. it it just what's what makes talking about it that much more interesting. But um there's there's definitely more talent in Kentucky and what's really important the excitement of Commonwealth Stadium being renamed Kroger Field. Yeah. The multi-million dollar contract that Kroger grocery stores signed with Kentucky. So I think that will propel the Kentucky Wildcats to a better season. Bet you didn't know that. What do you think? Okay. I, I, I had Kentucky at five, and now I've got them after looking at this schedule that Chris just uh, named, and I, and I pulled it up myself. And now I'm switching it to four. I, I think that, that uh, they're going to be a dangerous team now. I think there's, there's a lot of potential there, especially that schedule. Man, I mean, you're right. They, they get through that first part of that schedule, and then they get Missouri, uh, you know, at home. I mean, you, you know, and, and you could just be looking at – you could be looking at – of course, they get to play – they get to play Tennessee and Ole Miss at home. Um, man, I mean, you're, you're right, Chris. This schedule sets up for them uh, to where they, they could do some damage – uh, um, but I'm only putting them – I'm switching them from my five pick to my four pick. I think I had South Carolina at four. Now I'm going to put South Carolina at five, and I'm going to uh, – Now let me tell you Let me tell you what else could happen too. <laughs> they could very easily lose that game to Southern Miss. Oh, in fold. Then they beat Eastern Kentucky. They lose a heartbreaker to South Carolina. They're yeah. uh, one and two coming home to Florida. They've uh, lost plenty of heartbreakers there. They're one and three, then they're two and three, three and three. They lose at Mississippi State, three and four. Lose to Tennessee, three and five, four and five. Lose to Vanderbilt, like four and six, four and seven, yeah. five. They they could be four and eight. They could be four and eight also. So, I don't think that's going to happen. But that's that's what that's what's the fun part about looking at a schedule. So, yeah. but let's yeah. go. Let's move on to um, let's talk about Tennessee. Um, Butch Jones, Jamie, is definitely on the hot seat. Um, I think the big question is going to be, uh, you know, Joshua Dobbs is gone. He was, he was, uh, he was a, a, an up-and-down quarterback. I, I wouldn't call him a star. He made some big plays. But there were times where the guy just shut it down, and he was terrible passing the ball sometimes. I'm telling you, there were a couple of games last year he was utterly incompetent watching the guy try to throw the football. And like he didn't even care, and it it, it, it pissed me off to watch him sometimes because that team had a lot of talent last year, but they've got a quarterback that was a four-star recruit, and then I looked and he was offered by Alabama, and I think he's going to be a sophomore. Quentin Dormady is his name, and he played a little bit last year. And Butch Jones is a good offensive coach, and I think they should be better with this guy at quarterback, Quentin Dormady, and. Their offensive line was decent last year. It's got pretty much everybody back. Uh, they do have a new offensive coordinator, a guy by the name of Larry Scott. Um, Josh Malone, wide receiver, is gone, but Juwan Jennings will be the number one wide receiver. they got a lot of talent there. Uh, they've got a running back by the name of John Kelly coming back that played a lot last year. Um, I think they're going to be a very good offensive team, a more consistent offensive team, but well, they were terrible against – in defense they were 95th in the nation 
in defense, and that's that's pathetic. That's that's yeah. not quite as bad as Ole Miss, but it's bad. I mean, you just all you have to do is look at when they were. I think they started two or three and zero, and they played that game in College Station, and it was just it was a train wreck watching them try to play defense. Yeah, and you know they've got uh, seven guys coming back on defense, but yeah, their defense is pretty atrocious. Um, uh, and and looking at the schedule for this upcoming season, it it doesn't help them. I mean, they start with Georgia Tech uh, in Atlanta, and you know Georgia Tech is a team that is going to run that triple option, which uh, I. I I think probably could give them fits. Yeah, and they were terrible against the run last year, so that could. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. And then, of course, uh, September sixteenth, they got to go to Florida, and then they get Georgia and South Carolina, Alabama, Kentucky, all in a row from September thirtieth to October twenty eighth. So, you know, I don't see them actually having a winning season. I think they'll finish four and eight or five and seven. Well, then Butch uh, is going to be butchered. I'm just not sold on them. I mean, I. I I don't think Butch Jones is a good coach, and I think he'll get fired at the end of the year. Because I think people are kind of sick of him and his rah-rah motivational talk nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you possibly. Know, he doesn't win championships and doesn't win games. I think I think I agree with this, and, and knowing a lot of the Tennessee fans, um, they like him, but they are getting tired of it. Yeah. No question about that. I know, uh, Scott, what do you think of Tennessee? I know you're, that, you're a big Vols fan. Oh, huge Vols fan. No, <laughs> not, not at all. But, but I, 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 have them, uh, I have them doing well. I really do. I, I actually, remember I said I've got them finishing second in the uh, East. I, I, think, I think what's going to happen with them um, is uh, that, that Georgia game they play in Tennessee is going to be pivotal. Um, I think they're going to beat Georgia and and hand and but I don't think they're still going to blow some games but but that's going to be a big win for them and that's going to be something that they build on um, and, and I, I've got them finishing second in the East um, of course <clears throat> you know they'll play South Carolina at home too and they're going to I believe they're going to beat them um, they're going to lose at Bama uh, they're going to win at Kentucky um, they've you know they've got Missouri. They'll beat them. Uh, the LSU Tennessee game. That's at Tennessee. I, you know that that's a game for me. Um, when I look at that game, uh, it on the schedule it kind of worries me. <laughs> uh, it's it's at Tennessee. That place gets really really. They're gonna loud. lose LSU. Lose that game. I've I got my wife and I got tickets to that game. You we should so. be going to. I, I should be oh, there. Yeah. You think they're you, you think that she's going to lose that game, Chris? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really concerned about that game, that atmosphere, and it's in what what really what I think, and this is going to sound strange, the fact that it's at 12 noon for some wait, reason. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you they, hear that? They already put it down. As, they put it down as 12 noon already. Are you serious? It's not a night game. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, they're putting it at 12 noon. Oh. Uh, I mean, God, it's like, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, what are they? I mean, they're 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 putting that game that early this at the, before the season's even started, and I think that I think that hurts everyone's. You know, I'm sure Tennessee fans are like, oh, you know, it'd be better if we played at night, but I think LSU plays better at night, so I think it hurts LSU. I don't think it. Let me put it this way: I don't think it matters. How about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> 
I don't I don't like the, I think, the idea. Let me tell you what, program. scarecrows and goblins and all that BS. <laughs> you know, yeah. let, let me tell you what. Now, I will say this. Playing at LSU at 11, yeah, that's terrible. Okay. Anything okay. 2.30 or later, you got no excuse. You got no excuse okay. anyway, but like, I, I've seen plenty of loud games at 2.30 or later. I have never okay. seen a loud game at LSU at 11 o'clock. Ever. Yeah. And there's also about 30,000 empty seats at that time, too. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, believe me, everybody wants to play at night, especially in that situation, but no, I, I don't know, but back, back to Tennessee, Butch Jones, uh, if he if he doesn't, I, I don't know if he can survive. If, he's got at least tie for the SEC East. If for some reason he doesn't get to, to Atlanta, maybe he can keep his job. But if he doesn't at least tie for the East, you can forget about it, don't you think, Jamie? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he'll get canned. He might get canned mid-season. I, I expect him to have a losing season, but wow. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I do. I do expect them to be uh, five, probably five and three. I still think they'll find a way to do that. But um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But you know, it could. We'll see. Um, let's go to South Carolina. Uh, you know, Must Champ. The, the fact that he got this job, it to me is just comical. You know, he's such. A, he's a cheerleader. I can't stand him. Watching him on the sideline, it's 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 embarrassing. Now he's a much he's better than he used to be, but um, man, they were so bad on offense last year. I mean, they were so bad. 115th in the nation. Ugh, scored 24 points or fewer nine times. Goodness gracious. Um, and the defense wasn't even that good, uh, and they, and they were just terrible. So I and I don't I'm sure they'll be better, but they're in the SEC and there's a lot of other good teams. Um, they've got a quarterback Jake Bentley coming back that's pretty good. Um, they've got an offensive line coming back with four starters that allowed 41 sacks and 102 tackles for losses. Yeah. Only didn't even average four yards per carry on the ground. So um, I don't know. There's no pass rush last year. Special teams wasn't good. <laughs> you know. Um, outside of Jake Bentley, um, they do have 10 starters returning on offense. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, I would like to see them have a good year. But um, the schedule's not going to treat them very kindly. And uh, – you know, they – yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe four or five wins, I think, for them. Yeah, I'm looking – just looking at their schedule real quick. I mean, NC State at home, that's a toss-up. Missouri's yeah. not very good, but you go on the road and you'd think that'd be one of the games Missouri wins. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky at home, um, that's a, a toss-up, but they'll probably be – they might be a slight underdog. Um, Louisiana Tech at home, yeah, you guess they're going to win. At Texas A&M, uh, you wouldn't think. Arkansas at home, you probably wouldn't think. At Tennessee, you wouldn't think. Vanderbilt at home, that's a toss-up. At Georgia, forget about it. Florida at home, you're not going to win that. Wofford at home, you'd probably take them. And then Clemson at home, you're not going to win that. So I agree, you know. Yeah. If they could win, I mean, honestly, if they win six games, they'll be lucky. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. What do you think about South Carolina? What do you think about Will Muschamp, Scott? Uh, I can't stand the guy. You love Man. him. You love him. Uh, don't like. Don't placate us. I mean, I just. I mean, watching him on the sidelines, he gets that. You love it. Oh, uh, that that red face, like jumping up and down, screaming. It's like. I mean, it's it's a atro- it's atrocious. He's got to be one of the most obnoxious coaches to watch on the sidelines. It's terrible. Uh, but you know, that's that's just my personal feelings about him. Now, when you look at the schedule for South Carolina, uh, you make a good point. I mean, you know, we sit here and we analyze schedules, and the more you look at this stuff, uh, it's it doesn't look good. I mean, they, I, I don't see them. I think if if he gets away. With six wins, he's had a successful year. He really has. I think that's where he's at. If he could, if he could finish even, or, or I mean, uh, uh, if he, if by some chance he got seven wins, I mean, it'd be, I mean, I'd be saying something right there. Looking at that schedule, but uh, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see any way that he's going to do it. Um, uh, and <laughs> personal feelings aside, regarding Will Muschamp, I don't like the guy to begin with, but. I mean, there's just there's no offense there, and you know they they're returning uh, ten starters, right? You said, Chris. No, Jamie said, yeah, ten starters on 10 starters, on offense. Right? Offense. Yeah, it. You'd think, oh man, now yeah, maybe they'll make you know do some damage. I this year. I do think it's funny when people talk about starters returning when the team sucked. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's right. You ever think about that? It's like, oh, they got a veteran yeah. team. Well, oh, well, if they're terrible, does it matter? Yeah, I mean, if they, if they can't mean, block. That veteran team that goes up against block. those freshman Kentucky basketball players, does that matter? No. Uh, well, you know? If they can't block, if that offensive line doesn't block, they'll have a losing season. If they can somewhat block, they might win six games. Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. All right, who do you want to talk about next, Jamie? Uh, let's, let's talk about Missouri, and we'll finish it with Vanderbilt. All right. <laughs> uh, Missouri. I don't really know what to say about Missouri. It's amazing that the first, that their their second and third years in the SEC, they actually went to the SEC championship game. Isn't that crazy? They were pretty good, and then uh, Gary Pinkle leaves, and now they've sort of just become irrelevant. Um, so this is a team that uh, they do have one of the more predominant passing attacks in the SEC. Another terrible team that returns 10 starters on offense. Uh, but they, they have a pretty tough schedule. They get Auburn. They have to go to South Carolina in the second week of the year. Uh, excuse me. They get South Carolina at home. They get Auburn at home. But then they have Kentucky, Georgia, uh, Florida, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. That's their SEC schedule. Um, they've got Drew Locke, the quarterback, coming back, who – is pretty pretty good, uh, and then Barry Odom, their head coach. What's interesting is Josh Heupel, who was the quarterback at Oklahoma when they won the national championship in 2000. Yep, their offensive coordinator, and I believe this is his first year. It might be his second, but um, you know they've got a pretty uh, dominant offense. They were actually ranked 13th in the country offensively last year, but they were ranked 118 on defense. So uh, atrocious and probably win three or four games. 
and you don't. Adam wouldn't have to say a whole lot about. Yeah, them. I, I looked at. You look at um. At their game, um, their game last year uh, against LSU and leading up into it, you know, a lot of people. You know, let's see, let's see. They started out. Um, they were undefeated. No, no, no. They lost to West Virginia. They beat. Uh, they they beat the really bad teams. They beat Eastern Michigan sixty-one to twenty-one and Delta State seventy-nine to nothing. <laughs> now let me tell you this: that'll do a lot for your statistics. So I remember coming in, and then they had lost by one point to Georgia. Coming in that LSU game, people were bragging about their offense, and LSU beat them forty-two to seven. So uh, they were against the good teams. Okay, you had seven points against LSU. 14 points against Florida, but then you have 51, you have 45 against Middle Tennessee State in a loss. Um, I mean, I don't know. They, they they were decent offensively. They weren't quite as good as that some of their numbers showed, but uh, with those guys coming back, I, I would have to say they will be a good offensive team, but um, what did you say they were defensively, Jamie? 118. 118. That's nice. I mean, <laughs> it was it was pilled. It was a pilled pilled. I saw I saw pinkle, pinkle. Yeah. It was very yeah. pink. Uh, right. In 2015, Pinkle's defense was sixth in the nation, and then last year, 118th. Think about that. I mean, it went from sixth to 118th. How does that happen? They just they not stopped. feel the team. Yeah. I mean, you could do. I mean, you could. Put out anybody it might not do that bad. So uh, I remember LSU just ran the ball down their throat. Other teams ran the ball down their throat, you know. Um, and then they had one good pass rusher last year, and he's gone. Uh, their top tackler is gone. So um, both starters going at cornerback, um, you know. So you got a bunch of uh, linebackers, all new starters there. So. Uh, you know, it's it, it it's it's just not looking up for them. They might yeah. be exciting to watch, but they're going to give up a lot of points. And again, this is a this will be a bottom feeder team in the SEC East, no 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 yeah. doubt. Scott, Vandy. What do you think? Yeah, Scott, you want to talk about Missouri? I know yeah, you're an well, expert I in Missouri. In, I lived in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, that's right. I sure did. How many uh, did you? Were you a, a Missouri Tigers season ticket holder? Oh man. I didn't go to. I don't think I didn't go to one game. I lived there for a year and a half, and I, I mean, I was there for one season. I didn't go to one game. <laughs> I, it was, uh, and then then at the time, you know, I was uh, seeing somebody that that was uh, had uh, no, you know, an alum uh, from there. But uh, they they they, it's a, a different mentality for them. Um, there's, I, I was really surprised that they made the move to the SEC. Uh, me SEC, too. I didn't make any sense to me. The SEC uh, has such a passion for football, and my vibe that I got there was uh, a lot of people could care less. I mean, they. I mean, really, a lot of the, the, the you know alum even could care less. So, so it was shocking that they would move to such a big time football conference. And then, like you said, Chris, they stepped in and then they win the SEC East. What you know, like their first two years is. So it, it shocked a lot of people. But it was like it was a it was a an anomaly. I mean, you look at 
you look at what they've done since then, it's it's like oh. you can't even remember that they did, and it was just a few yeah. years ago. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, and there there's they're not running uh, a prototypical uh, SEC team. They're not um, at this point. Now they were. Uh, look, you know, Pinkle was, you know, and uh, had a solid defense, and that seemed more prototypical. And now it's. It's like they could care less about. Now they look like they're trying to play Big Twelve. Right, games. right. Yeah, they're back I mean, in the Big Twelve. I mean, and why, why would you do that after you've had success with teams that are better defensively? I mean, it, it makes like I, know, it, I, not, I, I yeah. gotta believe it's not the easiest place to recruit late football players. Oh, well, you know uh, the environment there. Um, Is it a basketball school? It is. It really. It's supposed to be, but even that that hasn't been that good lately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, athletic, uh, the athletic department lately, uh, they're kind of dropping the ball there because uh, to me, I don't, you know, I haven't seen much from uh, the basketball team either. But basketball is going completely downhill. They used they yeah, were good just a few years ago. Yeah, and, and uh, but the, the football team, uh, they've just they've stopped playing defense. They're they're not they're not playing SEC football, and 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 they could sit there and talk about we're scoring a lot of points, like you said, against uh, lesser teams, but that doesn't matter when you're playing an SEC caliber defense. It really doesn't make a difference. Uh, and they're not, they're, they're not going to, they'll, they'll finish. They'll, it'll be between them and Vandy to finish last. Uh, I think, I think Mizzou's going to finish last. I think, I mean, I, I think Vandy will probably finish above them. Uh, is the way I'm looking at this. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, our favorite Commodores next. Uh, what do you think about Vanderbilt, Jamie? Well, I actually think Vanderbilt could be seven and five or eight and four this year. Uh, they've got a really good team. Nine, nine starters on offense. They went to a bowl game last year. Seven starters coming back on defense. Uh, a really good quarterback in Kyle Shermer. A really really good running back in Ralph Webb. Uh, and and I just think. I think they're, this is a program that I like to see them do well because they never do well. But if you look at the schedule, they play Middle Tennessee, Alabama A&M, Kansas State. Those, that could, they could easily be 3-0 and when they get Alabama at home on September 23rd. I don't think they'll beat Alabama. They play Florida and Georgia after that. I think those are three losses. So they're 3-3. Three and three, But then... Finishing out the year, I think they'll probably toss up game with Kentucky. I think they'll beat Tennessee. Uh, I think they could very easily be seven and five or eight and four. And um, you know, looking at the team, they've got the running back, the quarterback, the fullback, receivers, tight end. Uh, the only two players they replace on offense are the center and the right tackle. Defensively, they've got two defensive linemen, a linebacker. And pretty much their whole defensive backfield is coming back. So um, they also return the kicker and the punter. And even though statistically they were not great in any particular category last year, I just think this is a team that is is primed to maybe have, uh, you know, this is a program that will have a good year every 10 years. They always play hard, it seems like. They do, yeah. Um, they, do they have play decent, hard. Uh, they can ugly a game. Um, yeah. You look at, like, they lost 
first game of South Carolina last year, thirteen to ten. Yeah, and 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 look and looking at that schedule too, they lost to Florida thirteen to six. They lost to Kentucky twenty to thirteen. Beat Georgia. They lost to Auburn twenty three to sixteen. They beat Georgia. They lost to Missouri twenty six seventeen. So yeah. they could have very easily been, you know, that's three four games. They could have been nine and three last year. You know, I mean, this is a team right. that really uh, had the breaks gone their way. They could have been a lot better, and, and so I. I would like to see them finish seven and five, eight and four, and I think they've got a shot to do it. Yeah, they should. They have a chance. I think they'll probably be close to the five hundred, but um, I think they'll again have a bunch of close games like they always do. Um, you know, uh, let's see, quarterback. What do they have a quarterback coming back? Do they have Kyle Schirmer, who is uh, going to be a junior, and. Um, Trying to find his stats from last year. Um, not really sure how many yards he threw for. Uh, let's see here. I don't. I don't have this. Oh, he threw for twenty-four hundred yards. Yeah, and Rout and Webb. Webb was really, really good. I mean, he's been starting yeah. there since uh, he was a freshman, if, if I remember Webb? correctly. Yeah, Webb had 1,323 yards last and he's year. He's like a bowling ball, 5'10", 202, yeah. um, 13 touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Kyle Shermer. Yeah, there he is. But uh, and with everybody coming back, I don't know. They've got a chance. I, I can see that. They, they have to have – they have to win a couple of those close games because it's like they – it's like they know they're Vanderbilt sometimes. Yeah. And it's no matter who's there, it's like – it's that mentality – it's like some some schools you go to, like Alabama, where you're just used to winning the close game, and in mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, you're not. It's not that mentality of winning close games because you don't have a history of winning. So yeah. it's it's so hard to create that. So where you'll have players go to a place that they've never played before or anything, but it's like they it it's entrenched. The losing is entrenched, and it's hard to overcome that. And like these new players that come in there, you know, they're used to losing. And it's hard to, it's, you know, you, you're in a situation where it's a close game, you know, you're going to lose. And it's trying to overcome that. And once they do, then they'll turn some of these five and five and seven seasons into eight and four seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, what do you think? Well, I, I like, uh, you know, I, I like them to finish above Missouri. I think, you know, as we analyze the schedule, it's every team. I'm looking at schedules and I'm thinking, man, they could find a way to do something. I mean, it's it's wild when we look at these schedules. But the game that I want everyone to focus on with Vanderbilt is a non-SEC game, and it's that game versus Kansas State early in the year at home. And I think winning that game could do a lot for their ego. It could yeah. really help them and propel them into doing better. Of course, they played Bama the next game day week. versus Alabama, three and O Vandy. <laughs> well, I mean, they beat Kansas State, and people are going to be like, they're going to start talking about. It. And then these kids, they, you know, it's it's great for their ego. Of course, they're not going to beat Alabama, even though it's at home. But man, it'd be big. I mean, more Alabama fans than that Memorial <laughs> there than Vanderbilt fans. But it, it would be. Uh, but man, you look at after Kansas State, Bama, Florida, Georgia. I mean, that's just rough. And even though they get. They get uh, Bama at home, and they get Georgia at home. Uh, they're on the road at Florida. I mean, it, it's that's a rough three-game stretch. 
Uh, but if they win the Kansas State game, it's going to give them enough confidence to where, okay, you know, well, we lose to Bama. That's, you know, uh, that's expected. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the game that could be tough is that, uh, of course, I think I think they'll they'll be three and zero going into Bama, lose to Bama, lose at Florida, and then they have a. I don't got the weird vibe on that Georgia game. It's at Vanderbilt. They're going to be rallying, uh, trying not to go, you know, uh, you know, ball to five hundred, and that that game will be tight. I think that game will be tighter than a lot of people think. The Kansas State game sets it up for them. If they if they lose that Kansas State game, their season's their season's going to be a disaster. It's going to be yeah. You know, Kansas State's not exactly a good team, but exactly. you know, it's a good program. And exactly. It, it over it's, well, the last twenty five years, it's been a pretty good program. So that's a game that they have no business losing. But yeah, that's where but, your Vanderbilt. You need to win. You know, uh -huh. your the the your Vanderbilt comment comes in. You know. Yeah, it's you, you got to. They've got to find a way to win that game, and if they win that game. Then you know that I see if they win that game, they're going to make a bowl game. But if they don't win that game, the season could just fall apart. Uh, that it's and that's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that game is that game is pivotal for them. Um, I see this so many times with these SEC teams. Uh, I feel like there's you know, ment you know just mental blocks that teams like Vanderbilt that that they that uh, come into play, and that's one of those games they they lose that game. It's so is that the undrafted road trip of the year, the uh, Vanderbilt-Kansas State game uh, live from Nashville at 7.30 Eastern on ESPNU? Uh, Go camp perfect. out. Tickets you can do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> a good idea. It'd be money well spent, huh? I'll meet you at the, oh, oh. Meet you at the Garris. Thing, no, right? meet me at the uh, Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> I will. I'll be there. <laughs> so uh, that's about it for the SECs. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. I'm uh, talking about the SEC East. Scott Dice joining us. We will be back next week to talk SEC Media Days. We'll also talk a little wrestling, UFC, and Mayweather and McGregor. We'll be back next week as always. I'm Jamie Crane. For Scott, uh, excuse me, burping there. For Scott Dice and Chris McMahon, thank you for tuning in to Undrafted. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining this week's episode of Undrafted. Got a message for the boys? Let your voice be heard by emailing them at undraftedcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show and have access to exclusive bonus content, then head over to patreon.com slash Media, where for the low price of $1 a month, you can have access to bonus podcast episodes from Pele Media on a wide variety of pop culture topics, including new bonus weekly shows as well as our entire back catalog. Join Chris and Jamie again next Monday for an all-new episode of Undrafted. Undrafted.